Hey, hello again and welcome back. This is episode six of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. With me as always, I have George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here, of course. Hey, everybody. Wow, six episodes? Yeah, six six real episodes, plus all the backtracks. It's like it's like a thing we do now. Holy cow. It is a thing we do now. <laughs> this is like a regular thing. We're Holy doing that right, right now. <laughs> that, that's so meta. That's meta. <laughs> all right, we have a lot on the plate today, but before we jump in, I love to start always by hearing from our devoted fourth listener. All right. Yay, we have some, we have some listener email, and the listener email, today's fourth listener, comes from Tom. Uh, does my heart good. Tom starts by saying, I love the show. And the YouTube content, I really like the unboxings and seeing how other people value or don't, smiley face, some of the contents of those collector crate boxes. <laughs> yeah. So he goes on to, to talk about how uh, once when he had Loot Crate, that's where he got a hold of Ernest Klein's Ready Player One. They Ooh. dropped a Loot Crate on him. Nice. Every single one of us at GXG are Ready Player One fans. So Absolutely. he's talking to the right crowd. He then asks about, hey, having have you seen the trailer for the movie? Of course. Obviously we have. Yep. And uh, he goes on and says, uh, if you have seen the trailer, what are your thoughts? And I'm curious if they were able to secure the rights to all the subjects in the book. I think they were going to do okay with that because Spielberg is producing it. Yeah. And he pretty much owned a lot of those 80s movies. And plus, I I, I bet you he'll have no trouble grabbing whatever he needs. Uh, I went through it. I watched just the stuff I spotted in another walkthrough. Joust, Iron Giant, Back to the Future, uh, Freddy Krueger, Christine, the A-Team. I saw Gandalf, Akira, Hello Kitty, Knight Rider. I saw a Joust ostrich getting turned into an egg when he was attacked by a scorpion. You see that little... It's like a second. Yeah, it's like really fast. If you didn't know, there's an Easter egg in the trailer. Oh, really? You know, in the car race and all the cars are rolling yeah. and smashing. If you pause it on the hood of one of the cars is a QR code. Oh, seriously. I'm not going to tell you what it goes to. I'm going to let everybody go do that themselves. But if you well, play shit, through the can trailer. We stop? Can I just go do that? <laughs> no, no, you have to wait. Oh, no. <laughs> but if you. That's not fair. You can't tell us something like that, and then we can't go watch it right now. That's that's ridiculous. That's just wrong, man. Working conditions here are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, I'm stoked for Ready Player One. I am, too. Yeah, and also I read an article that said Spielberg. I mean, he's been wanting to do this movie for, like, since the book came out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he's been basically him. kind of waiting for everything to kind of fall into place and to be just right. <sighs> you know, I think it's definitely a project that he's going to be into. Now, is it he producing yeah. or directing or both? Oh, no, and he is directing it. Okay, good. Yep. You know, it's taking right. everything I can to not go look at that freaking QR code now. <laughs> you'll, you'll just have to wait. <laughs> you have something to look forward to when you're done. See, push That's through. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before we move on to uh, our first topics, then, I want to announce that on the podcast, we are doing a giveaway. Can I win? I'm sorry. (laughs) Members of Gen X Grown Up and their affiliates and family are not eligible to win. (laughs) And family? So even my kid can't win? That's right. Damn it. (laughs) Here's the deal. What are we giving away? Some junk! Woohoo! Oh, yeah, but wow. okay, junk, never mind then. No, no, we all get these great subscription boxes. What, Loot Crate, and Geek, uh, Geek Fuel, and Bam Box, and Gamer Box, all these cool things, right? Right. And we get yep. tons of stuff. We do unboxings, but not all of us love every single thing that's in it, right? Well, that's true, yeah. Okay, once in a while we have things that we'd rather re-gift. So here's what we're going to do. You help us, we help you. At the beginning of December, the first podcast in December... We're going to go through all of the people who have given us iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick one winner at random, and we're going to pile a box full of Loot Crate nerdy, geeky goodness and ship it straight to you free of charge. 
Wow. Right. As, long as, you, as long as you live in the United States. So, yeah. So, if you'd like to win, we would love to get some more reviews on iTunes to help us move up to charts and get more people to find our podcast. And we would love to give away some geeky goodness. So, if you would like to win, all you have to do is go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating or whatever you think we deserve. But most importantly, write a review. Tell people about how great or awful we are and post it there just so people know what they're getting into and they can find the Gen X Grown Up podcast. You change the way you look. Can you see that? Up close, it's exciting. And I'll tell you something, darling. You look marvelous. Has there been good TV shows, movies? Man, there's so much good on. We're we're yeah. in the fall. There's so there's much. No <laughs> way to cover it all. I know it's almost like a, it's like it's like an embarrassment of riches right now. It is, yeah, yeah. So the first thing I would love to pitch in and talk about is we could spend an hour talking about this, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up at least Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, sure. it's kind of controversial for a lot of people, and uh, I don't want to. Again, I don't want to dive too deep into it and you know absorb all yeah, of our spoilers, time. Yeah. There's like two sides of the fence, and I'm curious which side you guys fall on. Like people are really upset about Captain Lorca of this discovery. He's like an amoral Starfleet captain. He doesn't just like do the right thing. He's not he's not <laughs> like the Lone Ranger with a shiny badge. He's he's kind of unethical. Actually, I kind of like him. You know, I see okay. And then on the other side of the fence there are people saying, Harumph, this isn't Star Trek. He, they're not saving the world, you know, and uh, I, I guess I'm kind of tipping my hand and showing since I'm mocking those people. I, I don't mean to be mocking like that. <laughs> no, John, so, how do you feel, really? <laughs> Mo, I think I agree with you. It's people like it isn't Star Trek, but in a way, you know, Star Trek's vision, Gene Roddenberry's vision, was for this utopian future to know what comes in the future of Star Trek and to see what's happening with this terrible war and with this captain who's unethical shows how we're going to grow. It just mm -hmm. happens that this window we're looking at in Star Trek, we're not yet the utopian society we want to be. We're on our way. Well, I mean, we're not right. there yet. You got to consider the timeline that they're talking about. It's before the original series. I know that Roddenberry always spouted that platitude of the utopian society, but at no time was Kirk a utopian figure. I mean, that guy was sleeping with everything he could. Well, is that part of utopia? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe his utopia, I guess. <laughs> they weren't perfect in that original series. Yeah. They had problems. There were all kinds of stuff going on there. Yeah, but also, this is Federation at war. And when you're in war, it's a different set of rules, I think. I read somewhere that they said, you know, Lorca is the kind of captain you want during wartime. Exactly. And who you want to retire the minute the war's over. Yeah, he's like Patton. In this last episode, I mean, it kind of jarred me. Even though I'm kind of a fan of now where they're going, this last episode felt the most Trek of anything so far I've seen out of Discovery. Yeah, I agree. And Lorca left a prisoner on a Klingon prison yep. ship out of space. Spite. Yeah, just out of spite. It, it, was, it wasn't that, oh, I could have gotten you, or at the last second, or I had to make a choice, who do I save? He literally said, you stay here. You deserve yeah. it. Well, and I he, haven't gotten to watch that episode yet, so, oh well. Oh, it, it, it's, let me tell you, there's plenty more. It's like oh, a yeah, that's, the episode. Like, that's like the smallest that's, piece around that yeah, whole That's thing. not the plot point. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, wait till you hear all the stuff that leads up to that. <laughs> so, But still, though, I mean, and to be honest, he seems more like a real person yeah it's like you know if if i was in that similar position i probably would have done the same thing i mean i'm not gonna be that nice <laughs> you know? yeah right well, we, we aspire to be better people but right exactly but we're not always we're just shitty humans you know yeah <laughs> so enough about discovery we could talk forever about that and we, i'm sure we, we'll talk again about it another film that mo you just watched not long ago right and yeah you, you wrote an article about it oh yeah um actually it should be on our site i think probably by the time this comes out i'm sure batman versus two-face i 
honestly didn't know what I was getting into when I started watching it. <laughs> I was expecting the typical, you know, like the Warner Brother cartoon animations they've done. Yeah. And some of the, right. the later ones, which is kind of the grittier, darker Batman, all that stuff. Basically, they're calling it the Lost Episodes okay. because it, it is the 1960s Batman, just animated. And voiced by? All the, the original cast. I mean... Like Adam West is Batman. Adam West is in it. Ward yep. is Robin. That's crazy. And they got William Shatner to play Two-Face. <laughs> That's <laughs> so appropriate. It's as campy and as ridiculous as the original show. And to be quite honest, I just enjoyed watching it. Robin says, you know, look at the size of those balls, Batman. I mean, <laughs> you have to laugh. <laughs> oh, I have my evil essence antidote bombs. I mean, you, you can't write TV like that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, but I, I just saw your review as you were drafting it. And uh, I've, I'm, I'm going to go get, catch it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a throwback for sure. But it definitely it felt like one of those 60s episodes. They did a couple things because it's animation. You know, you could do a little bit more. But still, though, I mean, the way you described it, it's kind of like, it's, like you said, it's like a lost episode, which it kind of, yeah. it kind of claims to be a bit. It was just enjoyable, like not something I probably would want to see like five episodes of, but for a one shot kind of reminisce and throwback, I think it's a great episode. Something else I know is uh, just blowing up. I'm going to turn down George's gain a little bit. Oh, yeah, you might want to do that. Because right, yeah. the, the, he, wait, he, may, he may squeal. So he, he, he might scream. To... So turn down your volume on your podcast. And uh, George, what's up with The Walking Dead? Well... Is that show uh, still on? I don't know. I mean, you know... <laughs> it might not be. If I if I get a word in edgewise here, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the two of you to... And cue George. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now it's so The Walking Dead will have already premiered by the time the podcast comes out, but it's definitely on my radar, so to speak. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Also, I mean, the way the last one ended for me, this looks like this season is just going to be basically like a war. That's the entire premise behind this uh, season eight is the war between the saviors and Rick Grimes's group and the people at the hilltop and the kingdom and Alexander. Yeah. All three of those combining to fight the people of the saviors. So yeah, it's going to be a magnificent battle. If you watch the the final episode, which I'm hoping most everyone on the planet did, um, <laughs> one of the things that was in the um, premiere, the biggest thing that unnerved uh, Negan at the end of season seven was seeing a freaking battle tiger jump into the battle, <laughs> into the <Yeah>. fray. <laughs> There's not going to be any character central focused episodes this season because they felt like they don't have time to focus an episode on a specific character. It's going to be just full force, full pace the entire time. I, I can tell you from the last season, which quite honestly, the last season just frustrated me. What? Because it, it you're frustrated me. You're out of your mind, that, sir. Well, let me finish. Let me finish my thought here. The reason why it frustrated Mo, me. Well, you're was not just allowed to do an opinion. What are you doing? Mm -mm. I don't really. Not that was kind just of opinion. Because they, you keep waiting for them to fight back, right? You keep waiting. Like, come on. I mean, how long can you take this? How long can you take this? But that's the whole point. I mean... Well, I know. I know. As I said, I, I, when I say frustrated, I think season. that was his point, was to kind of get me frustrated with it, so that when they did the turnaround, which they've done, it's going to be that much more, right? How long would it take you to get over the trauma of seeing one of your dearest... Well, two of your dearest friends bludgeon to death in front of you? That's not something you're going to come back from really quickly. Well, that's, I guess the thing, too, is like you're not used to seeing them scared. Right. And but that's Negan that's what I love great, so much about this show. Job. 
they're able to give build that depth of character. They're willing to allow their characters to be vulnerable. That's one of the things that makes Walking Dead oh, so for great. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely could be looking forward to the Walking Dead. Yeah. But hey, John, I know you just did an interview not that long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know that we recently aligned with Geeks Worldwide, and right. that's been a great uh, yes. affiliation going. Oh, absolutely. One of our sister affiliates is the Who Would Win podcast. Oh right, yeah, Jay and James. That's right. I had an opportunity to uh, sit down and chat with Jay Sandlin, who is one half of the Who Would Win podcast. So we talked about his podcast, how they kind of pick the topics, and who they're going to do a face-off with. Uh, and even had some exciting news in uh, his writing and comic book authoring realm. All right, so our guest on the show today, I have the founder and creator of Novel Comics. He's an author and a writer, and he's half of the duo who forms the Who Would Win podcast, Jay Sandlin. How's it going, Jay? Hey, how are you doing out there, Excelsior true believers? <laughs> hey, so thanks for making the time to uh, hang out with us. I know all the Gen X grown-up crew, we've been uh, listening to and enjoying Who Would Win podcast. And uh, we stage live, well, uh, we, they're pre-recorded, but we have debates, uh, me and my... Uh, Oh, gosh, I hate to even say his name, but that disreputable <laughs> Canadian rapscallion, James Gavsey. Um, I mean, the guy just thinks he's so smart. So for anybody who's listening to our podcast who hasn't listened, the basic premise, as you just kind of alluded to, is the Who Would Win podcast. Uh, you and James get together and you pick sides on, you know, historically kind of in the schoolyard. You go, well, who would win? Would it be Superman or Batman? Would it be? Well, you, you extrapolated that to the nth degree now, right? You know, something we were really curious about, uh, you know, we've recently just in the last few months kicked up our podcast. Uh, what prompted you and James to start the Who Would Win podcast? Well, James has always liked to put um, questions on the internet. So if you follow him on Twitter, at James Gavsey, he normally posts a question of the day. I would always answer the questions and end up, you know, James and I would rib each other a good bit. We, we found some chemistry there early on. Who Would Win had already started as a, a segment like a guest segment on other podcasts where James himself might go and debate someone. Hmm. He decided he wanted to take it a bit further and make it its own podcast, so he asked me to be his partner. Really out of an organic discussion one day that really took off when the question of the day turned to Luke Cage versus Captain America. <laughs> and that turned into our pilot episode of Luke Cage versus Cap. So how do you pick sides? I mean, so do you guys – is it you know based on some kind of matchup? How do you select the side that you're going to take, or how do you pick the matchup? Well, I, I normally have to let James pick his side just because you know he's at a disadvantage. I mean, he he's just not as good as me. <laughs> he's just not as good as me, so I usually have to say, "Sure, James, you can have that side." Yeah, no, um, it, it started as a total accident. We were kind of just picking the sides that we wanted, um, and then accidentally, I started being the Marvel proponent and he started being the DC proponent. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of developed naturally. So kind of my follow-up to that kind of sparked, have you ever had to argue a side that you absolutely didn't agree with? Were you, did, you have, did you have to debate team this thing to where you had to fight for someone you didn't believe in? Let's see. Um, no, overall, no. I, I really feel like I've had the winning arguments for all our debates. Whether or not the moderator saw it that way, it was uh, another question. So we both run podcasts. We're both relatively new podcasts. Yours has been running for how long now? A few months, right? Yeah, we're on. We've had seven episodes as okay. of this recording. What other podcasts do you listen to or enjoy aside from your own? You know, everything started with me with the Naked Porch podcast. Um, those are some of my best friends right there. 
Okay. When I first appeared on their podcast, that really launched me into learning about the world of podcast and how to make one. Ray, the host of that show, was just very encouraging to me in trying that. Um, but there's one that I listen to every week, and it's outside uh, my purview a little bit, but I love to listen to one called What Happened When. Oh, with, uh, yeah. Yes. I you know, know what I'm one. talking about? I with, do. With, absolutely. Yeah. With Tony Schiavone and Hey, Hey, It's Conrad. Um, yeah. I, I love pro wrestling, so I like to hear a bit of the oral history mm-hmm. of uh, the days of WCW from the primary source of one who was there. That's I, cool. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that you know, we're very much into is, uh, you know, we have a big YouTube presence. Uh, do you have any uh, YouTube channels that are must-watches for you? I know you say you don't have a ton of time, that you're involved, that you're a busy man. We're going to kind of – you're getting busier. We're going to touch on that yeah. in a minute. Um, I love um, Honest Trailers. I love yeah. uh, What Culture and What Culture Wrestling, especially probably for their list videos. Anytime a What Culture Wrestling puts up a list video, I watch it no matter what it is. Yeah, the top however many of whatever, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, those are fun. Because you're a busy man. I mentioned, you know, you're a founder of your own comic brand, you're author and writer. Some really cool stuff just happened in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. You recently uh, were announced as the head writer for Iron Cloud Comics. Is that right? Yes. Iron Cloud's a startup comic publishing company, and we're going to be releasing the debut anthology series, kind of in the style of a, like an amazing fantasy type book that Marvel was putting out in the early years of superheroes. Sounds fun. Yeah, we want to capture the essence of the Silver Age again with – Stories that are timeless but have a modern feel to them. Busted. Well, hey, congratulations and well earned too. Well, you can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and uh, we're also network buddies on the GWW. That's right, Jay. So hey, thanks again for uh, making the time for us. We really appreciate having you. Anytime, we'll do it again. Get your So what do we have in the world of tech today, guys? Anybody play with any tech things? Any new toys? Um, actually, <laughs> through my job, again. <laughs> if you don't play with some toys on your own outside of work, we're going to take away your tech credentials. I know, I know. This right. Is, but this was pretty This was pretty damn cool, though. Um, All right. So, I mean, now this is not something that any of us would ever use unless you're like a pro golfer. But he, okay. they had this device that I was looking at that... An iPad. So this is going to appeal to the masses then. Good. Well, to, to golfers. I mean, there's some crazy golfers out there that spend a lot of money on stuff. But this one, it hooks up to your iPad. You kind of set it down the ground. It has a little sensor that you set behind your, your ball. When you hit the ball, get this. It plots the exact path of the ball, how hard you hit it, how fast it's going, the spin and rotation of it. <laughs> Jeez. And reports back where it landed. I mean, it's all no, like wait, one wait. Where, thing. where do you put, is the iPad close to where you're swinging a golf no, club? No, it's not, it, the pad isn't, it's, it's actually a, oh, there's the a pad, pad. just a connector. It's like a Bluetooth pad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the thing is, it uses like some sort of Doppler radar thing. But it was just interesting. I mean, I just thought like, just from a technical standpoint, I was like, holy crap. I also got to play with one of those screens that, you know, you hit the ball into the screen and it turns into like a, oh, yeah. a graphic you oh, like you yeah. smack it into a like a sheet or something. Like a sheet, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have one of those in a local sporting goods store around here. That one too. They've actually improved quite a bit too. Where now you hit the ball, it can register the spin of the ball based on how it hits that sheet. Oh wow! So it tracks like all that. I mean, it's like I said, it's just it just blew me away how much time and money is being spent on golf. So so I brought it up. <laughs> I have to get my clubs out then, and maybe you can get me some of this tech so I can play with it because I haven't 
played golf in like two or three years now. Yeah, George used to play outside. I remember hearing that. Yes, I did. I was <laughs> there was I a did time used to go outside. That odd thing that some people do. I know, John. Thanks to you, I had to buy yet another piece of equipment. Thanks to me. Thanks to George. That's true. George started it. <laughs> Last podcast, right, George? You were talking about this new microphone, the Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. So since YouTube and podcasting has all become our full time hobby, part time job, right? Challenging thing always is audio quality. And you did a bunch yeah. of research and you picked up that blue Yeti. I was forced to pick up the Blue Yeti after I heard the quality of your recording on the last podcast. And I resisted, just so you know, up until that point. And then, so when I got mine, I'm like, damn it, here's something George wasn't wrong about. And so I did a, <laughs> wow. I, I did a video <laughs> review really? of it. Something George wasn't wrong about? Are you? Well, I'm not saying, I'm wow. not saying it was well, the only you know, thing. I just, that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, George, you were spot on. This mic is awesome. So I did a video review that uh, just went up on our YouTube channel just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And I watched it. And what happened? I bought a, one of these freaking things, too. <laughs> so now all three of us. <laughs> Ideally, listening to this, I say, talking to the future, all of us should sound with almost the exact same audio quality at this point. Because <laughs> this thing is really nice. It's really it good. It is really good. It was more feature robust than I expected. Mm-hmm. It uh, it has some heft. It has it's so much, though, the gain on it. You can if you crank that thing up, you can walk to the next county and it can hear you. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Us sitting in front of it, I we got to put it down on like three, like thirty percent or so, or it's just blasting. Right, John. I really enjoyed in your review though, like the way you kind of tested all the different features of it and you compared it to other audio devices that you've used. Oh, thanks. So you, yeah, yeah. You actually could hear the differences. I mean, it was pretty. It was a great review. And what I liked about it, the, the review more than anything, was. In all the other reviews, because I did a lot of research before I bought it, since you know uh-huh. I was kind of the test subject, so to speak. But I watched probably twenty, maybe thirty different Yeti reviews on YouTube, and I read wow. probably yeah. five or six articles. Not a single one of any of the ones that I did did the tester pick up the microphone like you did and spin it around to show how it picks up the different sounds on the different sides of the right, microphone. The, the different recording the sounds. Different yeah. Modes. yeah. Yeah. The That's left, right. right on it. Like you said, oh, look, left, right. Yeah. The yeah. interviews <laughs> that I saw, they, they talked about, hey, it does stereo, it does cardioid, it does, you know, whatever. But I didn't see anybody demonstrate that. What did it for me is like, let me see what this is like. And I'm like, I've got to show this in the video. Because what I did, I'm like, wow, like the stereo especially was really cool. Yeah. I was listening to it in headphones. You can me really too. The left, right, mm-hmm. the left, right switch. Yeah. Not just did you hear it, but then I loved how you put the visual up with to show the different you know left, right channels in the visual in the recording What's program. Happening? That was really helpful yeah, and cool. insightful. Yeah, well, thanks. I enjoyed doing it. It's actually fun to put together. It generated another sale for Blue, apparently, because Mo grabbed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Look, so. I'm done. No more audio stuff. <laughs> And you I, say that. If you're interested, definitely check out the video, and we'll have a link both in the uh, description of the video and in the show notes down below if you want to check it out for yourself. Come on! There's breakfast to be fun! Sandler! This is a job for crunch power. Crunch away! Oh, can anything stop these soggies? Games are a huge part of what we do to fill in the time between when we're editing videos and uh, doing podcasts. So uh, <laughs> anybody been playing anything new or old you want to chat about? Actually, I picked up that the new Dishonored. Uh, have you, you guys played the Dishonored franchise, haven't you? I know, John, yeah. you have. I know I, I played all the first one. I played most of the second one. And okay. is, is, is a new Dishonored? I thought it was an expansion, no? Uh, no, it's not. It's new. It's a, it's a standalone. Um, and basically you're paying one of the characters from the second one. It's not bad, actually. Well, none of the Dishonored have been bad. They've been pretty cool. Yeah, this one, though, I mean, I really like... No, you have your main mission. It does a much better job of kind of creating all these, like, secondary missions. 
that makes you want to go back and like do it again. Not just not just fetch quest, right? Right. Yeah. You go to one thing. Oh, I gotta fetch the blah blah. Okay, great. Yeah. You did it. You came back, and then this tells you, oh, well, you didn't save the person from this, and you didn't do that. I'm like, wait, where the hell was all that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, you're George being very quiet. Have you played any of the Dishonored yet, George? Uh, no, I I've never played them. I know you're a Deus Ex fan. Yes, I love Deus Ex. Yeah. Dishonored okay. has it's I would similar. put it about the same caliber as Deus Ex, and also the decision forks. Yeah. Oh, really? you can determine, okay. pick different ways. I want to sneak or I want to go in. Going heavy. Guns blazing. There's there's a little bit of like a, a magical power element, kind of like Bioshock. Not like plasmids quite, but I mean, it's quality stuff. I mean, if you have, yeah. if you have time to do a first-person shooter, it's kind of... Where would you place it? Like the theme is almost, it's a it's little bit steampunky. like... steampunky. It is steampunky. Yeah, kind of steampunk medieval-y kind of that era. Yeah, steampunk is the best description for it. I haven't picked them up, but maybe I'll have to now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even the first one, I, I would well worth playing. Yeah, you, you go back to the first or second one probably for <laughs> peanuts now. Yeah. So compare this to the first and second one, Mo. How is Death of the Outsider compared to... Uh... The first two Dishonored. Well, I mean, the first one was still my favorite one, and probably because <laughs> it was new, and, and the fact that, you know, how you played the game affected the end. Yes. Which really disturbed me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because, George, yeah, that's one thing. It's like, if you play the game heavy, like you're killing everything, or you play it subtle or whatever, it changes the way the game ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, how the NPCs perceive you. And, yep. Yeah. And so when I first, I started playing it. I started playing it as a heavy. And then I started seeing like how it was affecting the game. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. And then I went back and started playing it again differently. <laughs> Enough about you. We're talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never finished the second one, but uh, I, I loved it. I'm terrible about attention span shifts. You know, I'm like, ooh, something shiny. And I, the next thing comes along and I don't finish it. I'm going to put that on my wish list to pick up when it drops in price because I know I'm only going to play half of it. <laughs> If I'm only getting get three like Corys, Corys out of it, I can't I can't pay 50, 60 bucks for it. So. Yeah, if it comes out like in Humble Bundle or something, I'll definitely pick it up. I think it's definitely worth playing, especially if you like the first couple, then this one is definitely on par with them. So listen, speaking of sequels. Oh, yeah. Was well, this really a sequel? <laughs> okay, speaking of follow-ups, I got to talk a little better. bit more about Life is Strange Behind the Storm. So episode two oh. just came out the, couple, the other day. Yep. You already played through it, right? I ripped through it. <laughs> I figured yep. I have not yet. Yeah, so I'll, I'll stay spoiler free. It's uh, you know just like we talk about how we love our media and our shows to be character building. I noticed there's a spot in this game where there's several spots where you can sit down in a chair and the game just lets you be for a minute, like soak it in. You just see the character sitting, kind of fidgeting, thinking. Like the pacing of that is like. It's so not a video game. It's really like, okay, let's breathe. I was going to ask you about that. If you did those moments where you get to your character, you get to have them just sit down and reflect, so to speak. Yeah, I was gonna like ask in the first you... episode, she like sits down on the stage out in front of Blackwell, right? There are a couple right. more like that. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. No spoiler here. You know that in The First Life is Strange, Chloe has a pickup, right? Yeah. Right. Well, in this episode, she finds the pickup. It's in the oh. junkyard, but it doesn't work. Oh, okay. And so it's like, oh my God, that's her pickup. This is where right. she gets it. Little things like that, you know, it's like, oh, that's, I recognize that truck. That's hers, you know? And she found it in the junkyard. That's really cool, obviously, because that's where, that's the, oh yeah. That's where she and Amber always hung out. They're a special place. And it's a slower episode than the first episode, which tells me this is, this is the lull before the storm, right? Which before the storm, no pun intended. The third episode is going to blow up, I'm sure. It's a little more of a, a low key episode. It's really well, good. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about the pickup truck. What I enjoy about this series that the storytellers, the people behind the scenes have done so well, that truck wasn't something that was prominent in the first Life is Strange, like you were saying. Nope. But it was just a truck. you weren't yeah. even thinking about her not having a truck 
up until That's this right. point because there were times when she was getting a ride to school from her mom's jerk boyfriend guy oh, yeah. and so you never it never dawns on you hey she's not driving herself the step douche right the step, right, the step yeah. douche <laughs> the, the mustache is she's as she calls yes. him but you never think oh she's not driving her truck where's her truck yeah where's until truck? you see the truck in yeah. that junkyard and then you're like oh there's yeah. the truck Right. It's it's really a nice nod. The truck is is a, is a metaphor. It's a symbol for independence and freedom, and it's yeah. really building in the story. So it's just kind of. I like uh, how they pick out small little tidbits like that and push them to the forefront, and mm-hmm. you had no idea they were coming. Yeah, really nice. I'm really enjoying it. And George, you haven't quite finished the second episode, right? You're, you're savoring it. You said what I decided with this one because I'm playing it all the way through on one sitting before I go back and start replaying it to change my choices and whatnot to see mm-hmm. how different things happen, but. Because I'm doing that, I'm trying to play it just a little bit at a time so that it doesn't feel like, oh, crap, now i got to wait six more weeks. You're more disciplined than I am. So I don't know when the third episode is coming out, but I expect it's going to be another six or eight weeks out. At least, you know, yeah. I, had, I, I kind of resigned myself. I stopped looking to see when the second one came. So when it popped up, I'm like, hey, what a nice surprise. Yeah. How many episodes are there going to be? Do you know? Just three. Three in this one. No, really? just three? Really? Just three. Yep. So we're not going to wow. get... We got four in the last one, right? Five in the last five. one. Yes, five, yes. Five Okay. And we're only getting three this time? What that, the hell? That's right. Oh, it hurt. Jesus. It hurts, right? It hurts. Yeah, but oh, the three that's quality, not right. right? Three quality episodes. You're more than halfway done. God, shut up. Oh, I'm only one third the way. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, dick. <laughs> dick move. I still have it to look forward to. You can imagine a rock lord world where the forces of good and evil are fighting to survive. Each sold separately. Rock lords. Speaking of things we're looking forward to, <laughs> right? <laughs> is anybody out there looking forward to anything? Oh, things are going to happen between now and the next podcast. Let me tell yeah. you, Stranger Things season. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a big one. I have intentionally sequestered myself away from watching the Stranger Things trailers. Yeah, yeah I, haven't I haven't either. seen any of them. Yep. You know, I've seen all the like publicity stills. You can't really dodge that. You know, I've seen the. That's okay. They don't really tell you anything, though. Yeah, I've seen the boys in their in their Ghostbuster Halloween costumes or whatever. That's fine. I can't really quantify why I enjoy Stranger Things so much. I don't know if anybody really can. I, I know really exactly really... why I like Stranger Things so much. Why? Because when I was that age, growing up during that time, this story is exactly what I wished would have happened in my life. I mean, I don't even care well. if one of my friends got taken to the underground or the <laughs> right. upside down. As long as I wasn't the one that was abducted. The adventure. Yeah. The, the adventure, adventure, right? I mean, yeah, the yeah. adventure. You know, like you would watch movies when we were growing up like E.T. I know. Okay, so just let me go with this for a second. You would watch E.T. and you would see Elliot and he's on this grand adventure just in his little forest and cul-de-sac where he's on his bike and he's finding the alien and all this kind of stuff. Those mm-hmm. grand adventures were things that me and my friends, when we would go outside and play, we would make up in our own heads and we would yep. act them out with each other and everything. So we were acting out Stranger Things 35 years before it was Stranger <laughs> Things. It's just happening to them with a little more uh, gravitas because it's yeah. real. Sure. But, uh, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, more I definitely danger. identify with the characters. I mean, I've sat in somebody's basement playing Dungeons and Dragons yeah, till all hours, you know. Right? I've ridden down the street on the bikes in the dark, yep. making dick jokes at each other. I mean, I identify so much with these kids and the tone of everything in Stranger Things. It just feels so, uh, it feels so much like 80s media. I mean, there's obvious throwbacks to all. Yeah. It does feel so familiar. Yep. I, I'm really interested to see where it goes. The way it ended the last season and all that stuff. I mean, they could have put a bow on it then and said, sure. they could have. 
we were yeah. done. I've heard that they may go as many as four or five seasons. Like, they have a plan. They have an arc. Okay. As long as they, like, yeah, as long as they have a plan. But I'm curious. Like, I I have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah. I don't want to know. I just want to watch. I don't care where it's going. I just, I want to see those kids again. I want to interact yep. and, you know, <laughs> yeah. see them living out my childhood on the screen again. It's really cool. What else? What else is coming up between now and our next podcast? Thor. Ragnarok. Oh, right. <laughs> yep. I've almost forgotten about that. Early November. Those trailers look so much more like Guardians of the Galaxy than they Actually, do like an Avengers movie, don't yeah. they? See, like this one, like I'm not nearly as like invested like Stranger Things, you know. So I looked at some of the trailers and read some of the stuff about it and Everyone said that it's actually, it's a lot funnier than the it previous looks ones. And they said that, I mean, and some people have already, some of the critics have already rated it as one of the better Marvel movies that they've had. Wow. Now, Thor is probably my least, I don't say least favorite. He's the one I have least interest in in his standalone films. But this one I have mm-hmm. a lot more interest in just based on how kind of kind of lighthearted it looks. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I was like, Thor compared to Captain America or Iron Man, it is probably the one I look forward to the least. I mean, I still look forward to it, but... Mm-hmm. It's not one that I'm like, oh, I've got to make sure I get tickets on opening night or anything. It's like, well, I'll catch it later on after a couple of the run-throughs have already happened. The crowds aren't quite as big. This one does seem like it's going to be better. Yeah. How about you, George, man? What have you been looking forward to? All right. So it's not so much looking forward to. It's I'm reminiscing now about a show that sadly ended recently, Halt and Catch Fire. I don't think I've ever seen that. So it's about the computer tech boom all the way from, I guess, the 70s all the way up through the, the early 90s when the internet becomes popular that's what the range of the series is. the title is it's a hacker term h-a-c-f halt and catch fire it's a, it's a term right. where you can you can cause a cpu to go into a state where it's frozen and it starts to overheat oh and right in the first season there's a plot point uh scott adams original text adventure ad- adventure yeah mm-hmm. so a bunch of the developers working at this place they were all screwing off and playing the game Instead of doing their work. Right. And, right. So they got busted. The girl who's kind of this uh, one of the, the primaries, she comes in and goes, all you devs, come here. And they're like, oh, crap. How many yeah. of you were playing Adventure last night? And you're like, all of us. And you go, okay. How many of you got the key from the orc or whatever? And like some of them held their hands up. All right. Of you, how many of you cheated and hacked the code to find out where to get the key? And like three guys held their hand and goes, <laughs> right. It goes, you guys, stay here. Everybody else, you're fired. You're the guys we need. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's other things that are in it, too. There's there's beautiful moments where they talk about things like how originally, you know, the companies had to set up these massive modem banks for people to dial mm-hmm. into their yeah. stuff and oh, how yeah. they created chat rooms for the first time and how they... By bulletin boards, where are those? Holy cow. Yep. The one thing about the show, seeing all the tech and the way that they progressively moved the tech through the series was beautiful, but the characters in this, we keep talking about that over and over again. In this last yeah. season, I found myself in full-on boohoo tier mode in uh, a really? lot of the episodes. This series has been on my go back and binge list for a while. Ever since I, you know, I, I stopped watching it regularly, and so I've got several seasons to catch up on. So I still have that to look forward to. It's good to know it didn't just die prematurely. It has a it ended. It has a completion. And, it and does. Mo, if you, if, yeah. if you need one more thing to convince you to check it out, I will tell you that the series begins and ends involving a stand-up centipede arcade cabinet. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll have to go watch that for sure. It's pretty yeah, neat. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh.
Potato skins got baked potato appeal Cause they're made with potatoes and skins that are real The Keebler elves make potato skin snack chips with real potatoes and skins That was another wonderful episode of the GXG podcast I know we talked about a lot of stuff So we'll make sure that we throw all the links down in the show notes So everybody out there can go check out everything for themselves And you know to make sure you don't miss any future episodes Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app You know whether it's Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn or iTunes Hey and speaking of iTunes Remember that we're doing the giveaway If you will uh, go and give us a review on iTunes at the beginning of December, we're going to pick someone to receive a free junk box full of uh, Loot Crate subscription box giveaways. Hop in there, give us a review. And also, if you're listening, we'd really appreciate it if you would tell a friend that doesn't know about podcasts or this podcast in general and let them know that we're out here. We are really appreciative of our fourth listener emails. So make we sure love that you, you fourth listener. Yeah, we do we love, love our you. fourth listener. So make sure you send your fourth listener emails to podcast at genxgrownup.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit us on YouTube or on our site at genxgrownup.com. Thanks a lot. We'll have another podcast in two weeks, and in one week we'll have a backtrack. The topic this week, the origin of the VHS cassette. Nice. (laughs) It was a thrill as always chatting with you guys. Oh yeah. Thanks a bunch. See you later on. Take care. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble! Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.